everybody. Welcome to the Bowfishing Buzz presented by AMS Bowfishing and Megamouth Bowfishing. As we've been sponsoring the last couple podcasts, Megamouth Bowfishing sponsoring as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Welcome back to another edition of the Bowfishing Buzz. Mm-hmm. We've got a jam-packed show this week, Derek. We do. It seems like this time of year, you know, we... Uh... We went a while there without making one, and so now that the, yeah. the fishing's getting good, we're traveling, we're doing all kinds of stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, we have a an hour to make a podcast and cover five hours of information. <laughs> We've got a very special yes, you know. guest that's going to be joining us, Derek. Yep, absolutely. Um, Jana Waller mm-hmm. from Skullbone Chronicles, um, huge outdoors enthusiast, loves everything there is to do about it. Um, so we're going to have her on as a guest. She loves bow fishing also, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. And um, so I'm looking forward to talking to Jana. And um, why don't we dive right in it, Derek, and get right into the BAA, uh, some of the records here, Derek. Sure, absolutely. We just got a couple of them for uh, the show here because we actually were on it this time. Yeah. And we are not taking a month off no. between podcasts. <laughs> so uh, first one here, congrats to Bryce Seltzer on his BAA South Dakota and world record river carp sucker weighing 13.4 pounds. That's a big. That's a big, that's a big river carp sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This next one here is kind of funny. It is. Nathan I, Miller. We actually have a Nate Miller that works here at the shop. We so do. That's kind of funny. I thought that was a joke when I first read that on there. You're trying to make me laugh while we were no. doing it. But congrats to Nathan Miller on his BAA Michigan State record grass carp weighing fifty point three pounds. Wow, that's awesome! Big old grassy. John LeHue, congrats. Uh, BAA Tennessee State record big mouth buff weighing 55.9 pounds. Congrats, John. That's nice. Yeah, so those are the uh, the records for this week. Now, Matt, yep. you are actually leaving us at some point today, correct? Uh, this ap- no, not. I'll be here till 4.30. You will be. Okay, yeah. all right. Yep. But you are going to go pick up some people from the airport, uh, Serena and Jason from Arizona. You just want to talk a little bit about why they are going to come up here. They're going to do some shooting with you. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. These are the... The um, the people that placed the highest bid during the BAA uh, 12 Days of Christmas, where they're raising money for for payouts for the, this year's worlds, and uh, Serena and Jason were the highest bidders. So I'll be leaving here, heading to the airport to pick them up for lucky, a couple days lucky, of bow fishing. I am I am kind of nervous. Are you? I am. I'm nervous because I'm not a guide. I don't I don't guide, and when I don't put people on fish, I feel bad well that i think that's anybody who takes anybody out to do anything in outdoors they i want to show them a good time be a guide though because i would feel terrible if it was fishing was t- terrible yeah no pressure man they're just there. coming up all the way from arizona so yeah no kidding <laughs> but we're gonna get into them i from what you've been saying and what people stopping in the shop have been saying you we're could have a heck them. of a couple of days of fish right? i actually asked serena uh i messaged her and says what was your biggest fish that you ever shot so oh. far and i think she said like right around 20 pounds Ooh. And I said, oh, yeah, I think you're going to beat that. Yeah. I think Jason is, is like 40 pounds, and I think we might also beat that. So really looking forward to hooking up with Serena and Jason. Actually, Serena is the secretary for the BA. Really? Yeah. Oh, I yep. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, and Jason is also uh, a part of the BA and also with the Arizona Bowfishing Association. He runs a lot of the tournaments um, that are put together down there. So looking forward to getting them out. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Side note, Matt. What's that? I wasn't allowed to do this because, trust me, I looked into it. But what would you have done if uh, 
I would have been the highest bidder. And then you would have taken me out for a day of bow fishing. Because I'm not going to lie, a day of bow fishing with the legend oh, shush up. Matthew oh, Schillinger, okay. that is priceless right there, my friends. No. Priceless. I would have taken you to the Big O' Plane. (laughs) (laughs) For those that don't know what a Big O' Plane is, like 10 miles from here, and there's like carp in there, but they're like six pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And it's dirty, and it's not. Oh, my gosh. All right. I just had to check in on that. Speaking of uh, legend, I got to give a big congrats out to Tommy Woods, Scott Hunter, Hunter Woods, um, Kyle Snellgrove, or Scott Baxter, I'm sorry, uh, Kyle Snellgrove for winning this year's uh, Bass Pro Shops U.S. Open with a weight of 458 pounds. Um, once again, Tommy Woods is the man to beat. Yeah, he's um, a, him and his team, uh, yeah. Team TKO, top notch. Um, I love competing against those guys. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Sorry that I missed not getting down there um, with those guys, but hopefully I'll see them at the the BA Worlds this year in South Dakota. But congrats to those guys. Once again, they notch another big one in their full list of resumes of yeah. big events that they can. Uh, they're still on the top of their A game. Yeah. I know what we were talking about last time, Matt, uh, when we were talking about tournaments, our tournament, whatever. Um, and just the people that you know when you see them come back from weigh-in that you're kind of like, okay, let's uh, let's go see what these guys pull right. for a weight. That is a prime example right there. Yep. Everyone's paying attention when Tommy Woods rolls in Absolutely. to see what they're, what they're mm-hmm. doing. So, uh, yeah, Absolutely. very cool. So we're going to give Jana a call here. Yes. Let's just give a little bit more background on Jana just so that our listeners are sure. a little bit more familiar with her. Yep, yep. Um, uh, as a lifelong hunter and conservationist, Jana is a Wisconsin native, actually, who currently resides mm-hmm. in the Bitterroot Valley of Montana. She was the co-producer and host of Skullbound TV, which aired on the Sportsman Channel for nine years. And I know just from watching shows and stuff, nine years, that's a long time to have a TV show air. Yeah. That's... That's, that's You know you're putting out a quality product, if, right. if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, Skullbound TV was awarded the Outdoor Sportsman Group's Golden Moose Award for Best Conservation Show in 2019. She currently produces and hosts Skullbound Chronicles on Carbon TV and was voted Fan Favorite Best Host in 2020. She's also a freelance outdoor writer and holds a bachelor's degree in public relations from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. I didn't know that either. That's pretty cool, isn't wow. it? Wow, yeah, yeah, that is neat. Yep. Along with Je- that, Jen is also a lifetime member of the Mule Deer Foundation, National Wild Turkey Federation, and a Safari Club International, and an annual member of the NRA Sportsmen for Fish and Wildlife and the Sportsmen's Alliance. In 2015, Jen was also awarded the prestigious Communicator of the Year Award by the National Wild Turkey Federation and the Distinguished Alumni Award in 2016 from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater for her work in promoting outdoors and conservation. She serves as a primary member of the Federal Hunting and Shooting Sports Conservation Council. Along with being an ardent conservationist, Jana is dedicated to supporting veteran organizations. She is committed to bringing struggling veterans back into the woods yeah. and mountains. Yep. Skullbound Chronicles features many of their stories of courage and strength. I know I've seen a couple of those episodes, and they, they're just awesome to see what they're taking these yeah. guys out and doing, guys and gals out to do out in the woods. It's She's, really, really I, cool. I've seen some of her things that she does. She'll take, like, double amputees out on elk hunts um, and get them um, out into the woods. We were on a trip, and we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk to that Jana. Just, yeah. um, but some of the stuff that she does is simply amazing. And um, so, yeah, let's give Jan a call. Yeah. Hi, Matt. How you doing, Jana? This is uh, the bow fishing buzz. <laughs> Happy to talk with you. That's awesome. I'm here with my good buddy Derek Schmidt also. So um 
So yeah, we're we're glad to get you on here. Um, we know how much you love the outdoors and and pretty much everything that it has to offer for us. And um, you're a huge part um, in the outdoor industry. So thanks for thanks for coming on here with us. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I it, I don't care what it is in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, uh, bow fishing, hiking, you name it. I'm, I'm I'm more outside more in the course of a year than inside. So I'm excited to talk with you guys. That's awesome, Jana. Well, we got a couple of questions that we're going to get going into here, Jana. First, um, I kind of would like would like to know, um, you know, who introduced you to the outdoors and and just being out there. Yeah, definitely my dad. I grew up in Wisconsin, uh, home of AMS, and uh, (laughs) we, uh, you know, it's funny, I was born, we always joke in my family that uh, my dad wanted a boy really bad, he already had one daughter, (laughs) I was the second daughter, and he wanted a boy so bad he turned me into one, that's always (laughs) been a joke in our family, and uh, really I think he just noticed in me this love of the outdoors, way more than my sister, I was always outside catching frogs and in the woods and so when I was old enough he let me sit in the duck blinds with him he he took me along on his pheasant hunts and uh, just really introduced me to the outdoors uh, um, and shadowing him on hunts and then when I was 12 he signed me up for hunter safety and I was the only girl in the class back in those days oh no kidding (laughs) yeah 1983 to be exact you can do the math but it was the greatest gift he ever gave me really because it's been my passion ever since then and uh, it's definitely the thing that bonds my father and i together wow that's that's really cool that's really awesome that's awesome jana we were just telling our listeners about skullbound tv and uh, how you guys are on carbon tv now how did that whole thing all get started well, I was on, you know, Skullbone TV was on the Sportsman's Channel for nine years, and TV's just simply changing. I mean, our technology, the way people mm-hmm. want to get their adventure TV, whether it's fishing, bow fishing, hunting, you know, people have gravitated off basic network TVs onto digital. You know, people yeah. want their yep. shows when they want to watch it, whether it's on break at work, maybe their spouse is watching something else so they're on their phones all the time. People are just, you know, wanting their TV differently. So a couple of years ago, while I was still on the network, I was kind of toying with the idea of um, going all digital. I put some stuff on YouTube. I put some stuff on Carbon TV, and I was just sort of experimenting. And the one thing I found out was that YouTube can be kind of discretionary, especially for someone like me who's a huge predator hunter. I do a lot of bear hunting, mountain lion, coyote, and I was always getting the little, you know, uh, warning label on the front of my videos, whereas Carbon TV is owned by hunters. They're Hmm. never going to, they're never going to block out predator hunting guns kind of thing. So that's cool. I uh, went both to Carbon TV and Sportsman's for a year, and then I made the jump last year and went strictly digital. So now all my new content is on Skullbound Chronicles on Carbon TV. Cool, cool. So if if, uh, somebody is not familiar with Carbon TV, Jana, you know, how would you go about getting that so you can watch some of your shows? It's super easy, and it's free for everybody. It's never going to be one of those platforms that you have to pay for it at all. You can either watch it on your phone uh, through the Carbon TV app for both Android and uh, iPhone, 
you can watch it on your big screen on the TV if you've got Roku or Fire Stick, <laughs> or you can also simply just cast it if you have an iPhone and a smart TV from right. your phone directly to the big screen. So now it's digital. You can watch it on CarbonTV.com on your laptops as well, but you can watch it through the app, through online.com, or on your big TV through Roku or Fire Stick or uh, AirPlay. That's awesome. Yeah, Very because um, I've got a Roku and as soon as we got back from our trip here, Jana, I went and searched for uh, Carbon TV and downloaded it, and now I've got all your shows on there as well. <laughs> yeah, you can put it right in your main menu right. on Roku, yes. you know, next to your Netflix and your Amazon. Yep. So, yeah, cool. it's worked out really well. It's an exciting place to be. What I love about it is that if someone is new to your show, they can go in and watch all your old episodes versus when you were on Big Network. Mm -hmm. You know, when they aired, right. they aired, they might pick up three months later but then they're off and so yep. this is a great way that it's free for everybody and uh some episodes are you know five six minutes long some are in the 20 minutes mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's just it's worked out really well it's a, it's a lot of fun sharing that that's cool and like you said i think the biggest thing is i can go and sit down and watch it whenever i want i don't have to wait yep. for that eight o'clock once a week or seven o'clock once a week you know i can watch it tonight yep. i can watch it tomorrow i can pause it i can do whatever i want yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. send it to your friends, especially if like you're hunting with people like like we did with AMS. You know, you mm -hmm. can pass it around the crew with the AMS crew. You can right. send, if you hunted with an outfitter or a friend, you can send the link to them and they can show everybody. It's really fun. It's easy to share, and uh, I think it's just sort of the wave of the future. That's cool. That's cool, Jana. Well, enough of the hunting and all that stuff. We need to talk about bow fishing here, Jana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. And I want to know, you know. So your father kind of introduced you to the outdoors. Did he also kind of get you involved in the bow fishing part of things or somebody different? No, no, he didn't. In fact, I don't think my dad has ever bow fished. Okay. And that's a shame. We need to get him out there. Yes, um, we do. <laughs> it was, I was actually living in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin, and a girlfriend of mine, um, she, she is a big bow hunter herself, and she actually, she's friends with Cindy and Jeff Braun. Okay. So she said... Um, Alyssa Holcomb, she said, yes, hey, yeah, do you want to yeah. go bow fishing with me sometime? And I said, well, sure, but I don't I don't have the setup. And she goes, oh, they'll have everything on the boat. It's super <laughs> easy. You don't need to convert your archery bow. Let's just go. And I did, and I had so much fun. We happened to hit the timing <laughs> perfect on Castle Rock Lake. And the funny thing is my dad had a cabin only about a half hour away from Castle Rock. Right. So it was, it was such a win-win. And that day was the introduction to my absolute passion for bow hunting i bow fishing i'm sorry and i have not missed except last year last year with covid was just a crazy year yeah. my whole schedule got thrown off is the only year in i think i want to say 15 17 years ago um it's the only year i haven't bow fished oh really so, <laughs> yep 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 it's definitely once you try it you wow. are totally hooked that's why the bow fishing bug bites and holds you yep. <laughs> if i yeah, recall uh, from that trip, Jana, you guys had just an awesome day on the water with some really nice big buffs. And I remember watching some of that footage um, when Jeff came back with that. I remember watching some of that, and you guys were just having a blast oh on the boat. It, it was so much fun. I think we filled up three big barrels of, uh, <laughs> of carp that day. We, uh, we had so 
bowfished. I didn't. And the, the funny thing is, it could be a little intimidating for you know someone who's never bowfished before. And until you actually get out on the water and try it, you realize there's nothing to be intimidated about. No. You can miss and miss and mm-hmm. miss and miss and just reel that arrow back up, stick it back on, and you're <laughs> back ready to go. Unlike you know archery hunting, it's right? Just, it's obviously it's with a bow, but it's so much different and it's so much fun. And any age can do it. Yeah. You don't have to. You know, you kids, you can tune the bows down for the kids, and it's right. just so much. Whether it's carp or alligators, I've done it all, and it's so much fun. Yep, yep, that's, absolutely. That's very cool. So, Jana, we all know that buff spawn can just be freaking awesome. But what is your yes. overall favorite species to bowfish for? Oh, that's tough because I love it all. I mean, just mm-hmm. last week uh, I was in Utah for the first time I've ever bullfished Utah and the carp were rolling and that was so much fun. <laughs> but if I had to pick only one, I think it would definitely be alligator gar. I kind of was expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just such a challenge. You know, you got to hit it right timing-wise. The water's got to be good. You know, it can't yeah. be windy out. There's a lot of factors that play into it. But when you sink your arrow into a big, huge alligator gar, there's nothing like no, it. I no. I have been really blessed to get some beautiful gar. Um, I've been out with Jeff and Cindy in Texas. I've also been down to Texas with our buddy Buck Medley. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just alligator gar would be my number one. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. So, Jana, do you also bowfish in your home state, Montana, correct? Yep, yep. I do. Montana's got some great carp bowfishing. Um most people who are into it know uh, Canyon Ferry is fantastic. Okay, Holter yep. Lake is fantastic. And there's nothing like being on the water in the springtime. You know, when and it's a, it can be a little bit later than other spawns across the country. But when you are on the water and looking at snow-capped mountains oh, wow, all around wow. you, Beautiful. it's just the scenery is beautiful. Mm, I bet. It's a lot like Utah last week. I, I had never both fished uh, Utah Lake. And just to look at the spectacular mountains snow-capped mountains while you're on the water is just an added bonus right and you know and you know that's kind of neat janet how you say that because you know people really don't think about that as far as bow fishing goes you know the scenery and right. stuff like that you think about that more when you're on an elk hunt or a mule deer hunt but but really there's a lot that you can look back and even at nighttime when the full moon comes up and you're on the water and that moon is shining off the water and the cattails oh, yeah. you know there's also so you also have that in bow fishing as well you know to to just take time and, and just look around and appreciate what's mm-hmm. what's all around you when you're in the outdoors oh, you know amen and you yeah. know, everyone knows that mother nature is healing but there's something about being on the water there's yeah. something about water that is just maybe it's just primitive in our souls but being on the water and with bow fishing you can sit back and just relax for a bit enjoy the scenery mm-hmm. um enjoy the company on the boat but then if you want to get grab your bow again get up on that bow and it's just pure excitement right, right. And absolutely it's, it's just like hunting where you're the the um the peak of adrenaline is so exciting but yes. at the same time you put your bow down sit, sit on the boat have some good you know beverages and conversation with people and it's it's just it's a plethora of everything but being on the on the water yep. i think is just it's just good for the soul it is yeah. no doubt about that yep, yep. absolutely yep. Yep. so jana getting veterans in the outdoors um that's obviously one of your main goals have you ever taken a vet on a bull fishing trip before I have, I have actually, and with Matt, yeah. we oh. took out, um, 
So every year, it's my goal to, to get at least one combat veteran into the great outdoors, whether oh, it's fishing, awesome. hunting, bow fishing. And mm-hmm. one year, we took Mike Krampitz yeah. with uh, Wishes for Warriors and took him down to um, fish with our, our buddy there for the big heads um, with Dennis. And uh, yep. we had so much fun. And for Mike, you know, a lot of... I take a lot of amputees elk hunting, but for Mike, it was a different story. Mm-hmm. He had suffered from some post-traumatic stress. He had uh, had some pretty intense moments overseas, and um, that stress can be really debilitating for people. And I've always said that Mother Nature is more healing than anything else. Yep. And I know for a fact those three or four days in Kentucky, Mike had such an amazing trip. I still talk to him all the time, and it was it was a nice pivotal kind of turnaround spot for him in his life. But man, and big head, that was the first time I'd ever bow fished for big heads. That was so much fun. It was an unreal trip. Um, And you know, speaking of, of Mike on that trip, I remember when I first saw him, you know, to like the first day on the water, to the second day on the water, and then to our last day on the water, you could see a change in his personality, Jana. You know, you could see him just open right up and everything. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the more comfortable he got with the bow in his hand and Absolutely. with the people he was around. And, oh, yeah. It, and, uh, you know, it all depends on the combat veteran and, and what they're comfortable with and stuff. But mm-hmm. I feel like bow fishing and fishing is is so healing for people. And I really hope that uh, I can do that again. Um, right. It'd be super fun to make it a goal every summer to get out with you guys and let's take someone special out. Absolutely. And, you know, something really cool on that trip that we also did as well, Jana, is um, Dennis um, flayed up some of them big heads and we deep fried those and they were, aren't they, aren't they good? <laughs> they're, they're amazing. And, yeah. you know, big head is one of those fish that when you got, you have to flay them when you get them into the boat. Right. But people, you know, when they sit around in the boat for a little bit, they, they can get a bit mushy and stuff, but people don't yep. know. They're, you take care of that fish right away and they're beautiful, big white fillets that mm-hmm. we deep fried that were just delicious. Same with alligator gar. People right. Or short nose or spotted gar. People don't know that gar is delicious to eat. Absolutely. You just have to take care of it right away. you mm-hmm. got to get those fillets off, but the, it's a wonderful table fare too. Absolutely. And you know, one thing that I, I, that I kind of remember about that trip with Mike is um, we gave him a, a bow at the end of the, the last day there. And yeah. there was there was a couple of tears that were shed during that moment there, and it was oh. just a special time, you know, on the water with Mike, and um, how appreciative he was of of you bringing him on that trip, which was really cool. And um, it's something that anybody can do that, you know, anybody can oh, do yeah. stuff like that, you yeah. know. Yeah, and I was so appreciative of you guys too at AMS to be, to give him a bow so that he could continue on and you know uh, spend time bow fishing in his right. home state. And that was such a special trip. That was so nice of you guys. Uh, yeah, that's definitely going to go down in uh, my books as, as one of my favorite trips of yeah, all times. So. No doubt, no doubt. Because we cannot thank those that are out there fighting for the good old USA. We can't thank them enough. You know, we just can't. And if no. you can give anything, give them a little bit of outdoors, a little bit of bow fishing, anything, you know, that goes a long way with them. Yeah, yep. call them up, invite them. And, right. you know, the, the beautiful thing about bow fishing is you don't really need to have any past experience. Correct. You don't even need to be an archer. You, right. you know, they're easy enough to use that you can get the hang of the first time you hit the water. Yep, yep, no doubt. No doubt. It's easy. Yep. <laughs> it's easy. Yep. 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 Well, Jana, as I'm sitting here right now, <laughs> I am getting text messages. <laughs> 
figured that's what that was. <laughs> I am getting text messages from our buddy, Buck Medley. I know. I know. It's crazy. But he's sending us these pictures of these giant smallmouth buffs and a big gator guard that he shot last night. You and I yeah. were just down by Buck, uh, what, about a month ago here now? And um, yeah. it was a lot drier when we were down there. But boy, we sure had a good time, didn't we, Jana? Oh my gosh, we did. It's crazy. It's a, it's you know, it's kind of that it's that never give up. You know, I yeah, right. It's, it's really funny. I was just at my editor's house yesterday, going through all of our footage. We are going to be putting out that episode. Actually, it's going to be two episodes. But that episode of you and I in Texas last month is going to come out um, right around the thirteenth of oh. this month. Oh, so really? It's come out. Cool. Yep, yep. It's going to be out super fast. Jeez, that's a week already. Yeah, just a week away. <laughs> and. Um, we had so much fun going through all that footage, and it's never give up. It's definitely right. When we hit the big water, we just weren't seeing those big alligator gar roll all that much. We weren't we weren't really into him. I think our timing was just a little off. But, yep. boy, did we have luck when we hit that creek hole, didn't we? Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. <laughs> but we didn't see big alligator gar on the lake, but, man, we saw some giant gators <laughs> oh my gosh I mean, that saw... is so exciting isn't yeah. it? to be up on a platform in the water and you're just creeping up to look at the, a gator and whoosh they yes. go to the water right in front of you and i think buck said that one we saw was a good 12 footer didn't he say that? yeah there was oh a couple 12s we saw and that one he thought we might have been close to 13 but good gracious there's some giant alligators down there i, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How fun would it be to go with our AMS bows back for gators? I'll be applying. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? No, it's so fun in Texas because you've got so many different species of gar. You've got, um, you know, just a but. You've got the tilapia that we got into in that Mm -hmm. one little slough. You just never know. You've got uh, totally all the different types of carp. There's so much, it's just so much fun when there's so many different species to target. Right, right. And this was also kind of like a little African safari to me. Um, <laughs> right. You know, um, I was able to go out and shoot a couple of hogs with thermal crossbow scopes and with the crossbows and do some stalks on them. Um, yep. you, you shot an awesome turkey out there, and we both got some javelinas. Yep. Um, but so how it kind of went down for everybody that's out there listening is – so we were hunting alligator gar for three days, Jana. All right. Yep. They just weren't, nothing was really happening on the lakes. Okay. So we were going on this kind of a, a flooded riverbed. Okay. And it's a quite a long little stretch there. And it was holding water. And um, we hunted on that bank for probably in the last, in those three days, probably a good 10, 15 hours just standing on that bank. Oh, yeah waiting yeah. for that one yeah. chance <laughs> yep and and yeah, it's hunting for sure no doubt i mean we shot some awesome long nose on there um we shot some really cool you shot a black short nose yeah. down there yeah and then we got the yeah. mud carp where i got stuck in the mud i was gonna say yeah you got a mud carp <laughs> <laughs> literally i got yeah. i could not get out of the jana had to come pull me out because my i was like stuck in quicksand oh my gosh <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> that i had to reach down i had to reach down like four feet in my foothold to grab my crock out of there because oh I no <laughs> i couldn't lose my crock no <laughs> but that was funny but the the cool part was is okay so now it's monday the cameraman has left and gone back to his home 
Buck yeah. had to run back up to San Antonio, back to his house to take care, to get back to work. So it's yeah. just you and I at the camp, and we have maybe three hours to spare before we have to head back to San Antonio to catch our flights. And I'm like, let's go give it a try, Jenna. You're like, absolutely. <laughs> so we go down to this dried up riverbed that's got, like I said, it's got water and stuff like that. It's probably like five feet deep. And uh, we just sat there and waited. And he rolled once in front of you, I believe, didn't he? And you did get a shot yeah. of him, right? You got a shot of him. Yeah, no, I never got a shot off. Oh, you didn't get I a shot off, okay. Sure. No, I, well, I got lots of shots off, let's just say. There was, there was a lot of shit, not much sticking. But I got a lot, but at the big one, that you know, you can just tell by right. the sound of the splash. You know, yes. and sometimes you can catch that tail and watch, see how big his tail is. But you could just, we knew that there was something big in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I got a couple shots off at him. Um, I think it was on day two that we went down there. But on yep. that last morning when it was just you and I, I never got a shot off at him. Um, but you sure did. Well, it, it's so cool because, you know, you the water is like milk chocolate. You can't see nothing in the water. You couldn't see an inch down. No, uh-huh. no. Oh. Wow. So we're just waiting for this alligator guy to come up and take a couple of breaths, you know, because they have lungs and they got to come up and breathe. So we're just waiting for them to come up and breathe. And you can actually hear that, can't you, Jan? You can actually hear them, you know, where they come up yep, and, like, suck that air. Gulp. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so we're getting down to crunch time now. Um, you know, it's we got to get cleaned up. we got to get back to the airport, catch our flights. And wouldn't you know it, after sitting on that bank for 15 hours, he finally rolls in front of me and gives me a shot opportunity, and I hit it. Okay. The first thing that went through my mind was no cameraman. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Right. So I instantly start grabbing for my phone to start recording this with my phone in my hand. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And as I'm doing that, the gator guard is going out across the water and he's going, there's like one brush pile in this and he's going right around this brush pile. (laughs) And then what ensued after that was just a chaotic craziness uh, of you running around that river trying to get a backup shot you would be on this side then you'd be on my side then you'd be back on your side and you were running all around trying to get that well, guitar and it was crazy the, fu- the funniest part you left for the story is i had to use the little girl's room so i had to walk like 100 <laughs> yards to go behind this little hill and I, I hear this screaming when i come back and i Absolutely. Get a second arrow in him. Get a backup in him. And you're right. It, it was it was a pretty big stretch of water, and so you could see that line go out. He got tangled around. Yep. Right in the middle was right. some kind of tree limb or something. You could just yep. see the tips sticking out, <laughs> and uh, that was your biggest fear. But as your your our our gar extravaganza turned into a cardio workout. Yes. Around that water. <laughs> yes, it did. For you, it but did. I set, I set my phone up too. I set my phone up, and in fact, I went through that footage yesterday. That's oh. some pretty cool stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I, oh. Set, I set my phone up on the shore as we're running around trying to get a second arrow in him. And then there was a couple of moments where uh, I had it in my hand. So oh, cool. I think we're going to be able to tell the story pretty well between the two cell phones. That's awesome. But. You were on the total opposite bank when you did finally, when he finally came up and was kind of tired out and pooped out a little bit where you actually got us, you know, your backup shot into him. You made a great shot. Thank you. 
but I, I honestly, I didn't think it was that big of a gator gar until we were bringing it to the bank. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, this thing's a lot bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> Yeah, I felt the same way. I had no idea. None of us got a really good look at them. You know, some different scenarios with alligator gar, sometimes you can actually, if you're on a river system or lake and they're down low, you can see them. You can see them sitting. They almost look like a big log. Right. The water is yes. clear. Yep. Um, a lot of other times, too, they'll just come up so super fast, even in clear water. You don't even know what it was. You just shoot the swirl. You mm-hmm. see the swirl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, no, I think we were both like, pretty shocked when that boy came out of the water so now we still gotta get back to san antonio airport (laughs) and now we got this (laughs) tank of a elliot you know i had a lot of people ask me well what it weigh you know how long was it we never we didn't have time (laughs) to do much of that stuff no time no and we thought we and you know we never want to have anything go to waste so our biggest concern over weight hanging and getting super great pictures was the fact that we needed to fillet this thing right because we needed to get the meat off absolutely yep and i have never flayed out uh, i watched it done but i've never done it myself but uh mm-hmm. thank god that uh, buck still had his his uh, snips up there so he could you know cut down yeah. through those bones and the meat on those gator gar are just as white as snow i mean they're just yep. beautiful big loins you know and they're not fishy at all no big white filet kind of like a cod if you will right there's no fishiness taste there's no fish odor they're just delicious yep so it was it was kind of fun for me to be able to to do that to one that i had shot and to see the big chunks of flays that came out of there and it's like my goodness this is awesome you know this is great it's it's no different than somebody going on an elk hunt and and taking the back strips out of that elk you know exactly we're doing it to a gator gar you know and we're still going to consume that and eat it so yep exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and uh i uh i've i've only ever seen it done a few times myself and i wish so much that it can be kind of a pain in the butt to get to bring that meat home but i wish i could all my neighbors always ask me did you bring home did you bring some home (laughs) next time i gotta do that but um, yes. it was kind of fun to be able to give that meat to some of the locals who were really, really appreciative of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I got a question for you guys. Just just hearing you guys tell the story, how much time elapsed from the second that Matt took the first shot to when you guys got it up on shore? I mean, how long of a timeline are we looking at there? Uh, an hour? No, 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 oh, no, my no, gosh. Yeah. About, about an hour, 45 minutes an hour, Jana? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. And mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we took the time to get some great photos of yeah. um, you yeah. know, we set, And that took a long time as well. It's not easy when you're covered in slime and mud. And, <laughs> you know, you're all excited and your heart rate's going crazy. But we set our phones up on the shore and right. got in with the, with the beautiful car just to get some really good photos. Because, you yeah. know, after the day, that's all you've got. Those are your memories. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad we took the time to get some really nice footage and photos. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, it was an awesome trip. And like I said, right now, right now, where we were actually on the banks shooting fish, it's like all flooded in that spot from looking at Buck's pictures. And um, he's like I said, he's teasing us right now. He shot a giant gator gar yesterday, and uh, he's there with his son, and they're shooting some monster buffs and stuff. He's having a blast, (laughs) that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's kind of funny. Just three weeks ago, it was still considered the drought. Everything was dried up. There were pockets on that river where you could walk around the edges, and now it is it is absolutely yeah. overflowing. It's crazy. At, at the same time, the bow fishing is amazing right now, and I wish I was down there. Right, right. From the looks of it, it almost looks like you know it's 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 come up like ten feet almost. 
from the looks yeah. of oh my yeah. god that's crazy that must be one of the river systems that everything else dumps into yep yep that's really cool hmm. that's really cool yeah mm-hmm. so much fun yep well jana we would really like to thank you very much for coming on here and joining us i know you're busy you've got a lot of stuff going on so we're gonna we're gonna let you get back to doing what you do best out there and um we just want to thank you again for for coming along and for enjoying the sport of boat fishing with us you know um it's always a blast to be able to have you in the boat i love being around you i love listening to your stories and how you and how you go forward with your outdoors you know it's, it's always top notch for you it's always oh. appreciating the outdoors and stuff and that's why it's always a blast having you along in the boat jana we really appreciate that oh that's so nice of you thank you so much <laughs> yep. i appreciate it as well i uh feel like it you know just the, the act of boat fishing is a total gift to my life sure and uh mm-hmm. i i love it so much i'm never i'm never gonna stop and i feel like that the more we can introduce people to it the better for the better for their souls Correct. as well as the environment a lot of these invasive species you know absolutely fishing is actually quite a help to the environment so thank you guys thanks for having me on thanks absolutely. for the amazing bow fishing adventures and can't wait till our next time all right yep next time i can't wait for the next adventure jana thank you very much okay. you bet thank you all right bye-bye see ya bye what a great just a blessing to the outdoor industry. Yeah. Every time we talk to her, every time I see her at a show or something, it's just very proud that we're associated with with Jana. Right. Just she's top notch. Great a she's person. Top notch. Great yep. show and great you know values. Just a great person all around. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Matt, it is May fifth today. Woo. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Every time I look at that little date down there, I swear it jumps like three days. Um, in ten days, we got a little event going on at the Marshfield Fairgrounds here. Absolutely. You gonna tell us uh, some specifics about this year's Big Twenty? We've got the Big Twenty coming up this May fifteenth. Here, we're ten days away. Um, right now, the Big Fish Pot is sitting at twelve hundred dollars. Um, first place is guaranteed. Ten thousand dollars. Oh, that shatters all of the prior tournaments. <laughs> yes, first place winnings. Yeah, That's awesome. Yep. Good so deal. somebody's gonna walk. Some team's gonna walk away with a nice chunk of change. Yeah. Um, big fish prizes. I've got a little list here. You care to go through those and sure. read those big fish prizes? Do right. So big fish heaviest gar wins a PSE mud dog bow donated by the Wisconsin Bow Fishing Association. Mm-hmm. Heaviest common carp wins an AMS hooligan bow donated by AMS. Heaviest buffalo wins a Megamouth reel donated by Megamouth. Heaviest drum wins three hundred dollars cash from John's Custom Bow Fishing Boats. Oh, that's awesome. Yep, yep, that's really cool. Wow, yeah, thanks, John. That's mm-hmm. cool. Heaviest dogfish wins a pair of 100-watt LED driving cubes donated by Arrow LED. I know he always donates stuff for that tournament. That's very nice of him to do that as well. Those are the lights that we have on the AMS boat, 100 waters, and they've been on there for four years without one single issue. Yeah, never something that we have to worry about, Right, you know, having lights, which can be something that can go wrong a lot, stuff like that. He's got some awesome interior lights. Um, You know, get a hold of Mr. Johnson there on his Facebook page and check out his lights and put them in they're awesome absolutely lights um to go along with all those prizes not necessarily for a big fish but there will also be a random drawing for a matthews vertex bow donated by matthews so very cool on that front as well absolutely and we've got a lot of other prizes um mary roberts is sending up some of her purses that she makes oh cool for some of the female contestants that are in it um outdoor edge so there's a bunch of little knives and flame knives and skinning knives and stuff like that um tim wells 
sent us up a couple of his uh, slock master. The old slock master sent us up some of his uh, fish hawk blowguns for bow fishing. Oh my gosh, well yeah. that's cool. Oh yeah, he was saying that he like he you were talking to him about it. He sent them like the next day. Oh yeah, he was, he was just right on it. it. That's yeah. cool. So thanks that's to Tim cool. Wells for sending up a couple of those. Um, talked to T Bone here a couple days ago. T Bone. He's going to send up some autographed um, little prizes as well. Uh-oh, those might never make it out to the prize table. <laughs> you can't go near them. <laughs> All right, okay. Yep. And then, um, you know, oh, cannot forget about our good buddy, Corey Brosman. Yeah. He's going to be coming up. He's going to be DJing again like he did uh, a couple years ago. And he brings up a bunch of prizes, Umarax air guns. He's gonna, probably going to bring some crossbows up here. Corey is just a tremendous help when it comes to this tournament, and I can't thank him enough. One of the coolest prizes that is donated for the Big 20 yeah. is Corey always donates a Stingray trip for up to four people for two days um, out there in Delaware. Mm-hmm. And this prize is one to the average Joe team, yep. which is awesome. And for those that don't really know what the average Joe is, the average Joe, say... Um, uh, it averages out the the total weights. Of all the teams that come back to weigh in, Correct. the average weight. Right. Whoever is closest to it wins that average Joe award. Right, yeah. right. So it's usually that's that um the, the cool part about it is it's somebody that's not gonna be up and probably in the money payouts, but they're gonna win an awesome trip. Absolutely. And that's that's what's really cool about that trip right there is the average Joe from Corey Brosman. So he'll be up here again DJing and um doing his stingray stuff and i'm yeah. sure you're gonna be talking to people out there as well so and we got lots of prizes so make sure to come back for weigh-in because even if you don't place Money. you know i mean got we got all prizes. kinds of i mean you could go shoot some stingrays out there mm-hmm. that's that would be fantastic yep so. yep so that's cool but um we also have uh you know next month the ba worlds out in south dakota yeah yep. which is going to be a huge event as well and um, so that's kind of coming up. So if you know, if you're thinking about tournaments and getting into tournaments um, or joining a club, you need to do that. Um, you need to do that because they're the voices out there to to fight for our rights. Um, there's a, they're the ones that go to work for us. So you know, join your join your state bowfishing association. Join the bowfishing association of America. The more people that we have in a group. Mm-hmm. is more power when we go to fight for our rights. Yep. yep. And um, so, you know, join those organizations. You know, go to a tournament. Um, if you're feeling like you don't aren't going to be that good in tournament or intimidated, that's where it starts. Right. That's where it starts, you yeah. know. I started out going to tournament in an 18-foot little little polar, uh, um, what the heck was the name of that boat again? I can't remember. Um, little like a little war eagle or something like that there. Yeah. I was intimidated, yeah. But it was awesome to look into some of these guys' boats and see what they have, and to see how they set things up, sure. and to see what they come back to weigh-ins and think, "What am I missing here? Why? How come I can't come in with those kind of weights?" Mm-hmm. But you start learning. Yep. You start learning over time. Yep. You know, and um, so so get involved. You know, go to some of these tournaments. One thing that I don't want to see you do is back to your dumping your fish. Oh God! In the boat landings in the ditches, because. You aren't one of us. No. And we don't need you in the sport. No. <laughs> no. No. Yep. No yep. room for that. Not no. at all. Not at no. all. No. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Matt. Yes. People are going to be shooting lots of fish here in the next two oh. weeks. 
Tonight? I want to be out uh, tonight. You said you were going last night. No. Oh, I guess I who got, was here I at got, work uh, this morning? Serena, oh, that's right. Serena that's right. and Jason. I'll be yeah. picking them up in a couple hours at the airport. You we're are heading right to the water. Oh, gosh, the pictures tomorrow are just going to kill me. Yeah, so so for those of you that uh, are, are going to be wondering what's going to happen here with, with Serena and Jason, um, depending on when, when this podcast airs, it should be podcasting tomorrow or tonight sometime, um, keep checking the AMS Facebook page because... I'll be popping some pictures up with them. And my goal is to get Serena and Jason their biggest fish. And you said Serena's PB is 20 pounds, correct? Her biggest yes. fish, 20 pounds. Yep. Do you know what Jason's is at all? I thought he said it was right around 40 or something Ooh, like that. Oh, that's going to be a challenge. That'll be a challenge. But yep. that's my goal. Um, and just to kind of show them upper Midwest bow fishing, yeah. what it's about. Yep. You know, yep. what Absolutely. it's about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So going with that, you know, lots of people out shooting fish. I know there's uh, tournaments going on, a nice night, you know, uh, a Saturday night out on the lake this time of year. There's a lot of boats out there, people going through a lot of gear, putting their equipment to the test. So our product highlight today is going to be our replacement cyclone tips. Mm-hmm. Um, the AMS cyclone tip has outperformed the competition with stainless steel construction, spiraled flutes, and custom heat-treated process. The cyclone is one tough tip. Fits all standard quarter 28 threaded points, sold two per pack. I know these tips are, I run them on the machines. They are thoroughly inspected. The tolerances are tight. We send them off to get heat treated, and mm-hmm. they can take a beating. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you are if you use them for you know an entire season, you're shooting into rocks, whatever the situation may be, it's always smart to have a replacement pack on. All you got to do is thread that old one off, put a new one on, yep. and you're ready to rock and roll. So mm-hmm. check out the... Uh, Replacement cyclone tips from from AMS. Right. One little note here yep. is I've shot two state tournaments so far. Yep. And I've gone out and fun shot about three times. Okay. Same arrow, same tip. That's that's pretty. Your cool cyclone right tip, man. Yep. Yep. That's Absolutely. awesome. And what are you using for your point on there, Matt? What's your my anchor QT? Your, oh, anchor QT. Anchor okay. QT. The quick turn. Mm-hmm. Lucky Love split. It. I don't. I don't have to touch the fish. I just grab my arrow, bring it in the boat, twist it, pull it out. Rinse it off, lock it back into place, and you're ready to rock and roll. Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm back up on a deck in seconds. Sure. Boom. Back yeah. up there. Love the QT. It's awesome. <laughs> so I guess with that, we'll be wrapping up Bow Fishing Buzz Podcast. I don't even know what episode this is. Season three, episode something. Season three, episode two. Is it two? Okay, it's this two. Season it's two. two. Gotcha. Yep, episode two. Yep. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this week's show. Um, thanks again to Jana Waller for yeah. for joining us. Appreciate that. And um, I did talk to uh, T-Bone yesterday, oh. and he definitely wants to come on the Bowfishing Buzz podcast, okay. Schmitty. Okay. Um, I'm going to need to know that so I can mentally prepare. <laughs> but um, that would be awesome. That I know T-Bone loves bowfishing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then also remember, keep checking the AMS Facebook page um, the next couple of weeks. Or next week, we'll be doing a bunch of live stuff from the AMS Big 20. Um, weather should be making a nice little yeah, rise here. I so checked that this morning. Looks nice. It's going to be on. Yeah. It's going to be on. You have till May 12th to pre register. Okay. You can also register the date of the event. Yep. But yep. it's an extra $25. Yep. Yep. So pre-register. So pre-register. <laughs> that way we know to get you in the line. Yep. Get you through inspection. Know to the parking spot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So from all of us from AMS Boat Fishing, remember, aim low, think big. Thanks for listening, everybody.